Hey, what's up? This is Community Service with Craig Conan. That's me. And are we rolling? Yes, sir. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Community Service Podcast with Craig Conan. I feel small sitting next to you. You should. That's right. I I work on being gigantic. You know what I'm saying? Goddamn power lifter over here. Leo Flowers is a... This is Leo Flowers. He's very funny. They know who I am. I need no introduction. (laughs) These are my fans. They don't know who you are. (laughs) Uh, He's a very funny comedian, podcast man. You just did a podcast today. I feel a little betrayed. You can't do one before mine. Sure, I can. Sure, I'm all about getting as I'm. I'm all about doing as much as possible with the time I have left here on this earth. Nah, man, I'm into sleeping in in one podcast a day. You double dipped on me, homie. <laughs> nah, man, you I like- goddamn double dipping. <laughs> That's fucked up. Hey, but we're about to have a dope podcast. Yeah, we are. You guys don't even know what you went for. Yeah, I already censored two of his stories. Like, no, <laughs> no, sir. I'm trying to have a career here. I guess it's coming out of your mouth. So. I know people think because I wear Warby Parkers and Lululemon. That, Those are like, Lululemons, right? Yes, sir. It's Lemon. Everybody Le- knows that. Yeah, I, I like. I like that. I like that. Uh, I, that like I got like just these nice little you know. Uh, Bill Cosby stories. I said Bill Cosby. I guess it doesn't have the same. It's not as nice anymore. <laughs> what, what are we talking about? No, nah, because you were like, you had to censor two of my stories. Oh, and yeah, I'm like yeah. People yeah. think I just have like, I'm just like, I got like these nice stories. But, you know, people people have died. <laughs> He's killed the man. Pe- people have died. He's a Vietnam veteran. You can't tell. I have, I've good. had served community service, though. Me too. I had a hundred. I had to serve a hundred hours of community service for something I didn't even do. Did you do it? Did you do what you had to serve for? No, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> I uh, no, man. I was in. I was in high school, and it was a situation where uh, some some of my buddies who I used to hang out with when I was younger, I stopped hanging out with them, and I knew, and there was a reason because they got into gangs and drugs. And Leo Flowers is getting into like football and you know sports and and women, you know, and they hit me up like after like two years and not not even talking to him. Yo, man, we in the neighborhood. Why don't you come hang out with us? So I get in the car, we driving along, and then whoop, 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 lights come on. They pull us over, and I'm thinking they gonna let us go. My boys are good. I'm sure they ain't got no dirt on them. They got dirt. They, they got dirt. Everybody got dirt. Got dirt. They always a, got when you dirt. stop hanging out with people, you stop hanging out with people, right? The cop was like, our light was out on the car. That's why he pulled us over. And then, he, of course, he ran the plates. Turns out, car was stolen. That's good friends. Good friends. Motherfuckers. So we go down to the police station, and the dude who the car was stolen from points me out in a lineup. As one of the dudes who stole the car from him. <laughs> I was at work. I worked at Popeye's. So w- weren't you exonerated because you had an alibi? No, because the time that he was carjacked was the time I had just gotten off work. So the timeline between my house and home gave me enough time to carjack him and still make it home. So uh, I, had to, I had to plead guilty and served 100 hours 
of community. A hundred hours for a carjacking? He, that seems well, like he a good reduced sentence it. To me. I know it is right. <laughs> yeah, he reduced it to joyriding because uh, I, I don't know why. But you know what saved my life? He was going to send me uh, to juvie, and the night before my court date, I got a letter from Penn State saying that they wanted rec- to recruit me for football. And I took that letter into him, and he goes, because of his letter. Forget the fact that I took in all my report cards and letters from teachers and coaches vying for my character. He was about to send me to juvie. And then I waited. I knew that was my, my ace card. I waited. After, I go, oh, and I have this letter <laughs> from Penn State. And he opened it up, and he was like, all right, 100 hours community service. But if I see you in here again... I'm sending you to juvie. Why did that guy rat you out and you weren't even there? I, 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 I so here's it's what happened. them glasses, Here, that's why. You know what? It's because of a jacket. So me and my buddies, it was like wintertime and I was cold. And so my buddy had on a sweater and a jacket. So he gave me his jacket to wear. And the dude who pointed me out recognized the jacket. Oh, shit. And so he was like, that guy. And that's how that's how Leo Flowers ended up with a hundred. I had to clean up. You were in the wrong place. A YMCA at the right time. Right. Is right. that how it says? Nah, nope, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we're like, nope. So lesson learned is like, you know, you got to be careful who you hanging around with. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it, it is? Uh, I had to ditch my old friends too. It's just it's too much activity, man. I remember. Activity. Yeah, they always got some. <laughs> I remember I was uh, on the road before I did comedy. I did this uh, General Motors auto show in motion. And basically, I was a high-class carny. I would <laughs> tour the country and set up a car show, work it, tear it down. But we travel. And uh, they hired these different companies. And one was L.A.-based. And this fool just hired hood fools. Just gangsters straight thugs yo tattooed faces not quite that but like everybody had a record you know and then and then the other company was canada like all these white boys and the other company (laughs) was detroit which was uh they were a healthy mix of a healthy mix uh, of everything a little bit of hood a little bit of spinach it was some uh espinacas and then, but my fucking company was just hood. And we were in uh, Ontario, uh, not Canada, Ontario, California, Inland Empire, you know, gotcha. Riverside, oh, gotcha, over there. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, all of us were from LA, and some of these fools wanted to go to LA and uh, do laundry at our mom's and eat food and visit whatever. And one fool had never been to the beach. So we're like, all right, we'll go to LA on this mission. And then on the car ride over there, this full Mooney, that's his street name. I'm not giving his whole name. So <laughs> Hello, I, I got to cut you that. off. Some fool ain't never been to the beach. Yeah, he was some, how, uh, North how, Carolina. How old was he? I don't know. He was poor. Like 15, 16. Like, oh, no. He was like 25. God damn, <laughs> yeah. man. There's, hey, yo, there's people out there he, in their 20s ain't never been to the beach. He was from, I don't He wasn't from, uh, North Carolina. Yo, that's, that's so- maybe he was. I don't know. He was from a place where he was too far from the beach and too poor that he had never went. So much sadness, dude. Yeah, it was sad. <laughs> I'll get to that. That's yeah, go a happy, ahead. Go that's back a to happy part. I just, of the I story. just had to be like, yo, idiot. <laughs> go ahead. Dog. So we're going to do laundry and shit, and go to Hermosa bars, and uh, this fool Mooney just put a dirty Harry forty four Magnum under the car seat, and we're like. 
why did you bring that? We're doing laundry. Right. He's like, you never can be too careful. It's like, yo, dude, like, <laughs> I don't, I mean, motherfucker. Hey, I, I agree with your boy, man. I've seen some gangster stuff go down on laundry. You know, every laundromat is just some money laundering. We're going to my mom's house to do laundry. <laughs> In Torrance. There was no, this is West Torrance. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, anyways, nothing happened, but it's just like we didn't get pulled over nothing. But yeah. I remember seeing that gun. I was like, this is unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. This is absolutely unnecessary. Like I know mom that. Has pie. I, know, I know you don't have a permit for that yeah. gun, sir. Do you have a concealed license to carry or what? I said that all wrong, but uh, you know what I mean. Yo, anybody that's never been to the beach has some stories, man. That, that's not a good life, you dog. Know? So then the other, the poor, poor white boy from some landlocked state in this goddamn country. We take him to the beach, and it made me cry because he saw the ocean, and it was like in a movie. This fool just got mesmerized by it, and he started walking towards it, and he just walked in it, and he wasn't in trunks. He was in shorts <laughs> and shoes, but he just went in, and we're like, what are you doing, dude? It's winter, you know, like it's cold. He, he was, uh, you know what, man? And we, it made us cry. We're all, and then the thug Mooney with forty four Magnum. Like, oh, everybody was tearing up. It was a little crazy moment. Thing. The music came in. We we had some when I played college football. There were there were guys who I played in, at Indi, in Indiana, and there were guys on a team from Florida who had never seen snow. Yeah, and the first time it snowed. We could not get these guys to come inside. They were just out there like touching it, tasting it. They're like, this is real. Like they literally thought that snow was was some like something that the the that Hollywood just made up. Like it didn't really exist. You know? It, and no, they were just like little kids. They were doing little snow angels. These are grown men <laughs> with like eight percent body fat yeah. and like a bench press three thousand pounds. And they were just like <laughs> <laughs> you know, just out there in a Disney movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For hours, dude. It's yeah. crazy. It's a it's a it's a wonderful thing to witness is someone's uh yes. just utter joy. Like you can't even like we started a uh, 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 a thug with a 44 Magnum started crying over the happiness <laughs> of another man. He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> he started crying. He's like, "Wait, I'm a gangster!" Bam, bam. It's crazy. It's crazy. It was. We love those gangsters though that have the uh, that that could just kill somebody and then like they go tend to mom right after you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hang like, on. They like yeah, they go yeah. check on the chili you know what I'm saying and make sure her her catheter is adjusted the, appropriately you know what I'm it's like but but they got like somebody tied up in the basement yeah. hanging from the the meat racks. Hold on, mom. Yeah, yeah. Let me go check on this fool real and quick. Then they, and then they go like they check on their little daughter to make sure her her, her you know princess dresses you know fitting all snug. I know. We like that. Literally fucking que bonita to their daughter, and then they go shank a fool in the basement. Take that. Have you shot a gun before? Of course. You have? <laughs> yeah, a bunch. A bunch? Yeah. Have you shot someone? Have you shot no, no. just all practice? Just uh, Well, I almost shot my friend in the head, but I already told yeah. that story. But that was an accidental kid playing with a gun. Got you. Got uh, you. Don't play with guns, kids. But I've been to the shooting range a bunch of times. Oh man, it's so fun! It's so fun. I don't own a gun. I really want to, but mm -hmm. I'm scared Me I too. will accidentally shoot my thigh Me or too. foot. Oh, yeah, yeah who's that football player that did that? It was yeah. the guy who was in that. Like, how do you accidentally? <laughs> it's because I don't understand. <laughs> 
I don't like gun violence. I'm not promoting. I mean, if you got to defend yourself, do what you got to do. Uh, but I love. I like guy shit. I like knives. I like guns. I like survival tools. Right, so if I right. have a gun, Crossbows. I'm, I'm be like, oh, Leo, look at this shit. <laughs> yeah, and I'll yeah, be like, yeah. catch. You know, I'll be like, hey, throw it back. I just, it's, 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 it's just, I like, I'm a guy's guy. I like, I like tools and I don't even like fixing shit. Like, I see a power. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want that I Makita. Saying, yeah. Give me that Makita. <laughs> I got one screw to screw in here. I don't need, I can use a screwdriver I already own, but I want the $400 Makita top of the line. Oh, man. Fuck, you know, I, I know. Like I walk in a like Home that. Depot and I'm like, yeah, that's right. Everything. Yeah. I want own to build stuff. And then, like, and I then don't want to build it. You're like, you buy all this shit. You're like, I don't know how to build. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I, can I bring, uh, hey, Hector, come with me? I tell you what, though, that's man. Right. That's that's the best first date right there. Home Depot is uh, I was I built a bed from scratch, right? Like I, I went to Home Depot, I bought the wood. I How's bought, that a date? I, I'm, I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you how it all went down. Sounds like a bad date. <laughs> uh, the, Hang the on, ending, honey. No, In eight hours, ending, when I'm sweaty and frustrated, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to dinner. So yo, so like I'm building this just pl- I'm building a platform bed and I'm like sanding and all this stuff and I'm building a headboard and I gotta go downtown to buy uh, the materials for the headboard. So like I was I met I meet this girl and then she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I gotta go downtown to buy some stuff for the headboard." She's like, "Well, I go with you." So we go downtown. She helps me pick out the material. Then we drive. This is our first date, right? And then we drive back to my spot. And then, like, uh, I still had to finish, like, sanding and putting the lacquer on and all that stuff. So we do all that. And then we build the bed. And then I was she's actually. She's helping you, though. She's, she's helping me. Okay, she's that's participating. a good day, then. That's a good yeah, day. Yeah, she's helping me do all this, I thought she's right? just watching you. I was nah, like, that's nah, the nah, worst that's date weird. I ever heard of in my she's life. She's like in a corner with watch, popcorn. Watch me stain this wood real quick. Oh, look at that lather. And I'm doing it in slow <laughs> motion with the sweat coming down. And the water. <laughs> <laughs> like she's on a third floor apartment. I learned this in, in my outside. 100 hours of community service. <laughs> they made me stain the beach wood. The beach wood. So we do all that. And then, the of course, after you build a bed with someone, like you gotta you go gotta outside and eat dinner. Yeah, nah, <laughs> <laughs> you get hungry. You want some Coronas? You yeah, you get hungry. Yeah, we ate after, but I was like, oh man, I gotta build more beds. This is like <laughs> I had no idea this was such a, a, a aphrodisiac. Building, doing anything yourself is is, is the ultimate satisfying feeling. Absolutely. I've built I built that stool in my bathroom. I built a little uh three drawer cabinet. I loved wood shop. Mm-hmm. And my counselor, high school counselor, this I blame her. This is why I get into drugs. It might have been a dude, I don't even remember. But uh <laughs> I was on drugs, man. But I said I want to be a wood shop teacher cuz it was the only class I loved. You know, I'd stay late. I don't care. I like who doesn't like building shit out of wood? It's fucking dope. And then she goes, "Yeah, that profession is not really going to exist anymore. They're cutting all extracurricular activities. You should look into something else." And I was like, "I don't have anything else." (laughs) And I was like, "Oh, marijuana and cocaine. Here I come." Uh, Cocaine was later when I became a, a man. Man, it's just something about just doing shit with your hands. Whether whether you're cooking, whether you're building something, Potty, I repotted the yeah. plants. I fucking Word. love plants. I love plants so much that I've been like finding excuses to get rid of and give away uh, ugly duckling plants that mm. are still healthy mm. and thriving. Mm. But I did something off to go with an excuse to buy a new one, you know, or I repot them, and uh, it's getting it's getting weird. I killed a cactus. 
That's impossible. I I thought I didn't know anything about plants. It, right? Yeah, I, it was my yeah. first plant, and I was like, "Oh, every plant needs water every day." And I was just like dumping gallons of water <laughs> into this, and then I just came home, and my cactus was all just yeah. jammed up, and I was like, "What's up, pet cactus?" That's and funny. It, I was like, "How did you do that?" And literally, yeah. I did the same thing. I, I had a cactus was one of my first plants, and it, the soil I just kept watering it, and one day it just fell over and it broke my heart. I was like, "Oh." Oh no! You know what? And that just showed me like there is a such thing as too much love. Like, yeah. like you ever date a girl and she just loves you too much? You're like, this is like you're overwatering the plant. You <laughs> it's know what true. I mean? Like, I it's can't. True. I, I just I don't need this much love. I need a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of, and I'm good for like you know. There's a balance, and then not enough yeah. love. It's like uh, same thing. Love, yeah. love yeah. me, <laughs> pet, pet me. <laughs> <laughs> scratch my back um it's uh it's uh that's why been, that's why i stick with the orchids the orchids you put an ice cube in an orchid and it's low maintenance then you just walk away you don't have to water I'm a it. mister i get the uh oh you i are. recycle the alcohol hand sanitizer mist spray bottles from trader joe's <laughs> and i empty them rinse them out and i i have one in my closet and i water my cactuses bromeliads and orchids with that because they don't need a lot of water but you could just get a spray bottle at the 99 cents store. Hey, yo, talking to your plants is real. It's therapeutic as hell. Yo, right? Do you, now, do you have a name for it? You, you have to name it. Yeah, bromelia. Bromelia. <laughs> that, bromelia. That's a good name. That um, is. <laughs> I, I do, I'll call I that some one girls Dodgeball. In the hood name. <laughs> Bro, wait, what's the name of this plant right here? Hector. Hector Bromelia. That one over there? You guys can't see it. Uh, Schnickel. You, now you're just making farts. up. All right, all right. You're making up stuff. <laughs> I, I I, guess I will name them. Yeah, it's like when you're when I was younger, man, I was like a plant. Man, what am I going to do with a plant? But it does add a little something to the place. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Because I don't have any kids. You know what I'm saying? You got to have some. I can't have pets. Every, every man should have something well, that he's taking care of, whether it's a plant yeah. or his car. Like if you got nothing you're taking care of, that's not healthy for no, you. No, it's at not. All. You need something. You need something. Your shoes. You know, I used to make fun of dudes who were like, oh yeah, they got like thirty pairs of shoes, and they like get the toothbrush and the and the baking no, soda. No, I disagree. You can't live your life like that. You can't. You can't, <laughs> you can't wear shoes and gotta, be like, I'm not walking in the grass today. I got my pumas on. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. Get your shoes dirty. And when they get dirty, buy a new pair. That's why I get Vans, fifty bucks. Uh, you're not a shoe collector because ain't nobody. I got four pairs wearing of some Vans. classic Maybe Jordans five. out in the woods. Come on, son. I mean, I do respect some dope yeah, Jordan, but yeah, like, hey, exactly. What if I accidentally get lost in the woods and my Jordans? That's no way to live. <laughs> then I'm running from bears, going, "Hang on, Mister Bear, you're." Smudging. But you'll get away because you're wearing Jordans. I no, I'll get away. I'm wearing people, vans. I've seen and people I'll, hug, hiking in UGG boots. Are those what's? It's not the, hiking shoes, man. Nah, man. You don't know what UGG boots are? I know what UGG boots are, but uh, they 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 don't belong outdoors. Uh, you know, UGG boots are for like from the apartment to like the end of the driveway. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or to go get coffee. That's all UGG boots are for. To stay warm. I was up in Big Bear, and uh, there's this this group of 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 of, of, sh- of charlatans. I don't know what to call them. <laughs> What's a charlatan? I, I don't. It's some uh, somebody who's just making up stuff. Like they, they they claim that their that their potion is. 
you know, going to make you uh, successful or, or beautiful or strong, but it's just all lies. And, I like and charlatans. You like charlatans? Hey, false hope can be real False hope, hope is real hope, son. Sometimes that it manifests. That placebo effect. Oh, it works. Uh, but this girl, she was wearing Ugg boots, and she was about to go hike, like, some boulders. And I wanted to be like, yo, you can't do that. And you got no ankle support. No, no, There's no support. Sure enough, I'm coming back from the hike. Ambulance, cops. And I go, yo, what happened? They like, some girl was hiking in Ugg boots and fucking <laughs> fell 15 feet. Oh, she lived. She's broken She ankle. lived, but I, I don't know what, what her... Uh, Quality of living is after you fall 15 feet. You know what I mean? Tough break. Yes, sir. Hey, survival of the fittest. Out here. Let's get back to real talk. Plants. Because <laughs> um, I forgot. I've, I've been... Uh, so I, I'm obsessed with them, as you can tell. I, I have them everywhere. Yeah, but I've been getting comedians and, and uh, taking them to get their first plant. And I took my buddy Nate Hurd, you know Nate Hurd, hilarious. hilarious yeah, Nate yeah, Hurd. yeah, yeah. I took him to Mickey's, uh, yeah. Haggerty's on right, uh, right. on Fountain and La Brea there, yes, and he went to town. He and he texted me like the next day. He's like, I can't stop talking to my plants. And I was like, I told, <laughs> I told you, you, I fucking told you, because it, when you're a comic and you're busy and you're on the road and you're working, and you're doing this and that, mm-hmm. uh, you can't have pets. You can, but it's just much responsibility, and then you need somebody. It's like it's. That's why when anybody has a kid, I'm like, well, they're not going to make it anymore. <laughs> they, you have to, I mean, there's no, there's, there's always the exception to the rule. But if you're already successful, for sure, sprout out kids. But if you're not sprout there yet. Sprout out kids. <laughs> how, how in the plants are you? Sprout out kids? Who says that? Sprout them out. <laughs> but you're right, because I was telling you, even when I go on the road, I will buy, like if I'm somewhere for a week, like I do Vegas, and I'm usually there like Sunday until the following Monday. And uh, and I will get I'll get an orchid, you know, just to put in a room man. just to have something when you come back, it feels like home. You know, yeah. I would put I would put pictures of my family up if I had if I had pictures of my family. But that's a good you idea. Got, you got to add you got to add a little home. Looks to, like Romelia is going on the road. Yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you know what I do is uh, I buy the plant and then I give it away to like either the housekeeper or somebody at the hotel. Like, I don't I don't, don't want to travel with it. It's just for that week. I'll be the weirdo carrying an orchid to yeah, the airport yeah, yeah, security. Just, <laughs> hey, this, this, is my, this is my therapy orchid. Yeah, right, right. Your emotional this orchid. My emotional orchid, Petunia. It helps me with uh, the stress of flying in an Airbus. Oh They're going down. Oh, oh man. man. I, now, I'm sure like that would look so weird that people would try to unpot your plant to make sure you didn't have any drugs or st- I mean, that would be a cool place to store. There's no heroin in this soil. Right. Oh, there is. Oh, how'd that get there? (laughs) Must have sold it that way to me. I didn't do that. What's the craziest thing you've tried? Like, what would you travel with? What do you travel with? To like, like, is there that thing? Like, I got to have my neck pillow. I got my bow speaker. I got my, uh, I don't have any. I got a foam roller, you know, because the muscles get tight. I don't have anything weird anymore. I mean, I used to travel with weed but uh <laughs> that was when i was a stoner vitamins i got nothing vitamins. now i'm an old lady you're now. an old lady but that, that, that's good that Maybe means a, like you're independent now like yeah. you're like you don't need anything like you're like zero dark 30 like you're a navy seal get in get out i don't you know need what I'm anything saying? keep uh, it light 
I mean, I take a Bose speaker. It's nice to hear some oh, music. Yes. You got Bose. me into the Bose speaker, actually. Nice. Remember that? You were like, yo, you got to get the Bose speaker, man. The ladies like the they like the, the sound and the music. And then it's, I went they out. They do. Who doesn't like a little, little music? Yes, sir. Yeah, we did Arizona together. That was so fun. Oh, man. Oh, especially. You yeah, had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to hit the road again, man. It's it's crazy, like because you think about your career and, and like how it's changed. When I uh, when I first moved out here, I uh, I did a porn. What I did a, that was my first gig, because you know when you live in L.A. you don't you don't know anything, and so you know like I, I hired this guy to be my manager, and he's like, yeah, I'm your agent manager. And uh, and I was like, this is great because anybody who says they want to represent you, you, just sign on. You don't know the level of management. And the first gig he sends me on is a Playboy After Hours special. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be dope, man. I'm going to be at the mansion, like my first gig. And I'm thinking like Playmates just running around. Yo, this was at a warehouse <laughs> in the valley. And I didn't know much about Hollywood, but I... Wait, that's I, like softcore erotica. Or you did like porn porn. You, oh, you about to find out. Oh, Jesus Assume, Christ. <laughs> tell me if we need to edit this, all right? I mean, I'm not saying it, so it can stay. I pull up, I pull up to this warehouse, right? And as soon as I pull up, the back door kicks open. Now, this is all true, right? And, and and you'll find out how true it is by the end. The back door kicks open, and this woman in a in a in a, a robe, and she has blonde hair, is holding a script, and she's like I hate reading lines. I just want to suck dick. <laughs> and I'm in my car, and I'm like, I I think I have the wrong address. Yeah. And I call my my manager, and he's like, No, nah, no, nah, this is the this is the right address. <laughs> so I go in. It's a full blown porn because like the dude is is in a corner, like getting himself ready, and you know, girls are walking around naked, and the director's like, uh, Look, Leo, like it's a bank robbery scene. We just need you to be a customer at the bank. So you're just going to stand there in line. That's all we, we got you doing. And then he goes, you know, I'm standing there. It's me and two other guys who are we're like extras. And he goes, action. So two, three female bank robbers walk in. Two start sucking the dick of the guy standing next to me. And then the other one starts banging the other security guy on my right side. And the director's like, act natural. And I was like, yeah, because every time I go to a bank, this happens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and so what I didn't know is when you do a porn, because I didn't know I was doing a porn, you don't give your real name on the paperwork. And so in the credits, you'll see like hot chocolate, cinnamon, and then Leo Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> you think the story stops there. That's where the story should end, right? And I was on a porn, whatever. Cut to two years later, a minute, you know, I'm still here in LA. I get a phone call from one of my good friends from from college, right? And he's like, Yo, Leo, how's the business going? And I'm like, It's going great, man. He's like, Yeah, so I'm jerking off to this porn and <laughs> your face popped up. And I was like, Oh man, did I mess up your nut? He's like, No, nah, I still came, but <laughs> yeah. and that was a true story. Like, and and the craziest part was he was that dude in college who like had a huge porn collection. So it, it didn't surprise me when two years later he called me talking about 
He's jerking off to a porn, <laughs> and I'm in that. It was called the bank heist. Oh my god, that's crazy! I know, right? I think it was a. I think it was the second one. I can't. I don't remember. If it was the first or second one. It was. But, the, uh, it was the eighth, eighth one. Yeah. Bank heist eight. The bank heist, the largest dog. franchise. Besides but that was Fast my and Fury. first. That was my first gig. Dude, that's uh, crazy. In L.A. Can you imagine that? Just watching porn and be like, Leo? Right, right. And I'm standing there just. <laughs> he, he was like, you didn't ruin my time, but I had a lot of questions going in my head. That's so crazy. It's crazy. You know, that's the thing. People, you know, you you move out here and there's just not a handbook for how to navigate. Because any other job industry is going to be on an up and up. Somebody hires you. They are who they say they are. And they're going to do what they not say they're going to do. Here, you... And this is like got, before the internet, so there was no way of betting. My first manager, I don't have a manager now, and it's because of this first manager, but he's like, he saw me do stand-up, and he's like, oh, you're really funny. Uh, I want to produce a special with you. And so, of course, I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. He's like, we'll sell to Comedy Central, this and that. I was like, yeah, I would love that very much, so thank you, sir. And I was pretty green, but I had some material like I could pull off thirty, I may not have been proud of it. <laughs> I may have needed somebody to feed me my own jokes, but I I had thirty, you know, right, right. not the best thirty. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Let's do this shit. And then cut to just like as 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 it progresses, and we're talking, and he's recording me with like some cheap, not like not like this camera, but like. Like the one your dad has with the uh, VHS oh tape. Oh, man, where you put the hand in <laughs> and, and it's like, like 3,000 pounds. And this was just three, four years ago, you know? So I was Larry. like, I, I don't know about the quality of this. Uh, <laughs> right. This isn't going the direction I thought No it was lighting. <laughs> and then on top of that, as we get closer to like organizing the shoot date, He's like, okay, what I'm going to need from you, I'm going to need you to select the venue, and I'm going to need you to fill it out, and I'm going to need you to do a Kickstarter to fund it. And I was like, what? You mean I have to do everything, and you own it and make the money? And even green and hungry and starving to get anything in this business, I was like... Nah, man, I'm 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 good. Like, <laughs> I'll just produce my own special, record it with my iPhone, and it'll look better than what you're about right, to do. Right. And it fizzled out. Nothing happened, and I was just like, since then. Although there's been no offers, but I was like, I'm gonna be hesitant with my <laughs> new manager. Cut to four or five years later, the only managers I have are ex-managers at Trader Joe's. You know. <laughs> Hey man, it's hey, all good. I ain't complaining. Right. I'll get it when it comes. Because some people get it too early, yeah. And then, I've, and then that becomes, that. Uh, it, uh, it becomes this horrible crap horror show because you're you're in this contract, and then they're trying to get all your money. Because I've signed with people who are like, they're like, you know, we get ten percent of whatever you make, and then sometimes some gigs I would make like two hundred dollars, and I'm like, you want twenty dollars? Like Look, that doesn't. That's a big deal. To yeah, me. that's a big deal. Like that's my I need gas. That money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like we want all of it from the merch sales to everything. So it's better to that's find the right to management me. than uh, just to sign with somebody because you think you need it. You know, I was told that by Bobby Lee because you know, this was uh, maybe a year ago, and I I I have by that time I accumulated some body of work and I've done some things, but I was still at Trader Joe's. Yeah. I had no representation. I had no fan base. 
I mean, a little baby, you know, like 2,000 people. But uh, that sounds like a lot, but it's not in stand-up. But anyways, and I was just like, hey, man, like, I could use some help getting some reps. And he's like, I could give you names and help you out. But he's like, nothing comes better than letting it sounds crazy but letting it happen organically letting somebody see you and then want to manage you and want oh i'm i love this guy i'm on his this team he's like if i get you in rooms like they're gonna do it as a favor for me and it's and and he was right though because i've had friends who get big managers from favors from big Mm -hmm. famous headliners and shit and and they represent all the big dogs, but then they are on the roster of said manager, big dog manager, whatever. And, but they're on the bottom of the roster, and they they don't get shit out of it. I'd rather have a dude Absolutely. in the mailroom. I don't Absolutely. give a fuck. Give me the assistant. Give me the mid level guy. Give me somebody who believes in me because there's nothing more important than uh, someone because somebody who believes in you will. Fight for you, and they will sell you, and they will talk about about you with like passion and enthusiasm, and they will do things for you. They will think outside the box for you versus yeah. someone who is just Might like been drop your name, past one your time name, yeah, in passing. And and like, yeah. You don't want them. Oh, I got seven other millionaire clients that I got. You know what I mean? You're just you're just laugh. And he was right, and I didn't want to hear what he had to say that day because I was so hungry and just wanted shit. Yeah, but he was right, and and uh, it's true. He just, That's how I even approach dating, man. It's like I'm, it's like instead of you know, my, I have one of my buddies. He's always chasing women. I'm like the the women who just are are drawn and attracted into your sphere, into your circle, your universe. Like those are the women who are like that's the that's the stuff that just is like gonna last and you, you know you could form a real bond and absolutely build, build a man relationship yeah. as opposed to uh, just chase right you know because even if you form get in a relationship with that girl you're still gonna feel like you're working to keep her like you know what I'm saying it's, everything's gonna feel like work versus you guys moving in the same direction together it's tough man let's talk about plants. No. Yeah. <laughs> no more plant talk. <laughs> yeah, but you know the whole purpose of your podcast, right, is like about stuff you've been through and lessons you've learned and yeah. stuff like that. I, uh, you know, I have I have six uh, bulging discs in my neck. God damn! I played college football, oh. and they fused my three through five together through the front. They went through the front of my neck, and it was crazy because uh, right before so. Uh, I was a defensive tackle. I was 275 pounds. And my fourth year, I had five years as I redshirted. My fourth year, uh, it was like towards the, the, it was like the last game of the season. I woke up paralyzed that, that morning. It oh, was a day after shit. the game. I had, I had a, we had a game Saturday and then they pulled me out the game because I had a double stinger. I never had one of those. So usually you get one stinger, that, that, that numbness that goes down your left side. I had a double stinger, which I mean, I had it going down both arms. And they were like, you can't, you got to pull you out the game. And then the next morning I woke up and I fucking, for like what felt like days, hours, years, could not move at all. But I, my eyes were open and I was like, holy shit, you know, like a little tear was like welling. I was like, oh, is this my life? Is this me for the rest of my life? You know, I'm, I'm like 21 at the time. You know, this is. 
This is me at 275. I'm benching like 410. I'm leg pressing over 1,000. And now I used to be able can't to do move. That. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then somehow like I was able to start moving. I go to the doctor. He's like, your neck's all jacked up. We got to do surgery. I'm like, you're not doing surgery on Leo Flowers, you know? And then he goes, all right, you know, take your chances. Sure enough, cut to I'm like 33 or 34. And I'm at the, I'm at Gold's Gym. And at the time when I was in college, the doctor was like, you can't lift weights, no more sports. And I was like, what? man, I'm 21. Like, there's no way I'm just going to sit still for the rest of my life. Are you kidding me? And so when I was in my, when I was at Gold's Gym uh, working out, I remember I was doing reverse uh, tricep dips on a bench. And I felt this thing in my neck. And I remember thinking, I'm going to wake up paralyzed tomorrow. Because I, I remembered the feeling from the first time it happened the, the day before. And sure enough, the next morning, oh, I woke up paralyzed twice. And so that time I was like, and then I never regained my strength after after that time. So um, and so it was to the point where like I couldn't lift anything over five pounds, right? And so I go to the doctor and... Uh, and he's like, we have to do surgery now. You know, like it's, it's to a point where it's, it's only going to get progressively worse. So they fused uh, my seat. They went in through the front of my neck. Gabriel Hunt at Cedar Sinai, a black dude, saved my life. And it was crazy. I was terrified to go into the surgery. Obviously, I'm, th- you know, I'm, I'm 30. I'm still yeah. young. I'm still, I'm still, you know, I'm strong, whatever. And, uh, and um and they they're like about to uh, anesthetize me or uh, whatever, and I'm laying there and I'm crying. I'm like I'm like I don't I can't I don't want to do like because he's like you know it could go south, but he's like but chances are like you'll be fine. <laughs> you he could, you're right because Gabriel Hunt's like the best in the world, right? Yeah. Cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> so I'm laying there and I'm bawling my eye. I'm like I don't know, and and they're like oh you know we already got it. And then his uh, his uh, I don't know if she was his assistant or who she was. This gorgeous Armenian, like I, she was like, like Kim Kardashian times ten. Yeah, dude. As soon as I saw her, I was like, Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, as soon she you was, saw her, you're like, like who poured water on my eyes? Yo, yo, she was so gorgeous, dog. I was like, Yo, I'm good. I'm good, man. Yeah, just will me in, you know. <laughs> and so, had it's amazing surgery, what a beautiful man. woman will, will do to a man. Amazing, dude. We'll be, like we'll just stop, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be talking about some heavy shit. Yo, my my uncle's got cancer, you know. Yeah, you're like ah, he's like enough about him. Hey, wait, how are you doing? Oh man, <laughs> they I'll just, they never just forget. You. She was gorgeous, and then I remember my disappointment because then she was talking, and I saw the the wedding ring. So then I went back to disappointment, and by that time the anesthesia kicked in. I was like, oh, dude. Oh. <laughs> but no, man. But you know what? It it taught me that that whole experience taught me a couple things. One, I had went to five doctors before that uh, about my neck surgery, and they were all like, "Yo, you're gonna be in bed for three months, and we're gonna go through the back of your neck, and you're gonna be like 25 percent disabled or something." And I, I refuse to accept that because I'm an athlete. Like there's like I don't I don't understand laying in bed for three months. And um, finally, I was doing a show in in Santa Monica, and he's and I was talking about having having to have the neck surgery. And these two doctors after the show were like, "You have to go see Gabriel Hunt. He's the best in the country. He's the best in the world." 
And I go see this guy, and he's like, you're going to walk out of surgery. Did you, like, did you, you know what I mean? Insurance was Gabriel under your plan? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? So you know what was crazy is I didn't have insurance. So here's here's how I I played with the system because I had you know I'm like I'm a comedian like I don't have insurance. So I went to uh, the county hospital to have all my X-rays done because it, you know you get it done there it's like fifty bucks or whatever. Yeah. So they did the MRI, they did all the scans. It was super cheap, right? And then I took that to Gabriel Hunt and was like, "Look, I already did all this stuff." And then I bought. This was that. This was a time where you could buy insurance at any time. Like now, you can't buy insurance whenever you want. You have to buy it in certain windows. But it's because of guys like me who <laughs> were like, buy the insurance and then get this surgery approved. And then by t- after I had the surgery, I would uh, cancel, the, cancel insurance. the insurance. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Leo Flowers system. making changes. <laughs> um, but uh, but I mean, and that bill was still astronomical. Like it, like you know, a neck surgery. Like like you're you're paying like I, it was. I I can't even tell you the number. Yeah. It was like so many bills coming through. But it, but you know, but it taught me like don't accept no as an answer and don't. Except, you know, keep fighting until you get the answer you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Because those first five guys were like, you're going to be laying in bed for five months. I was like, I don't lay in bed. Like, I'm a, I'm, I move, man. Like, you're I, like, I, I, I wear can't... Ugg boots when yeah, I Yeah, I wear, that's right. <laughs> Let me out of this shit. Boots with the fur, here yeah, I come. Yeah, man. So, when, you know, Damn, that's he was crazy. like, yo, we'll have you walking out of surgery. And that's exactly what I did. And I was like, that dude saved my life, man. So... You know, it's uh, but you know, I still have you some know numbness. How many people love that guy? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's a nice level up. Yeah. I right? love you. Yeah, <laughs> man. That that's like you know, I, I think about it. And I was like, and that's why I was like, I got to pay these bills back because it's like he yeah. he gave me life. So for me not to pay the bills like would be like a slap in the face yeah. to the work. That that's he's one done. bill I would. Yeah, yeah, I would, absolutely. I'll like you can absolutely. take my car. I'm gonna pay him first. Absolutely. He saved my name. And then, of course, right after that, I get into a car accident. Rear ended. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. My Uber driver fell asleep. My Uber leaving the improv. Dude, it's, I, I just like. That's why I take Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> my, this is, so it's like, it's 10 o'clock at night. And um, I Uber to the improv because I was like, I was tired. I was like, man, I don't want to be. Uh, drowsy and driving so i'm i'm taking the safety precautions as you should so i ubered to the improv and then uh i'm ubering back it's an uber pool because i'm not making much money at this time i'm sitting in the front there's an old mexican lady sitting in the back and we're driving on the 405 freeway so we're on a freeway 80 miles per hour 10 o'clock at night and there's a point during the drive where i'm like it's too quiet like you know, like there's just an eerie thing. Like like there's quiet, but then there's like s- there's something going on. Quiet. Like I used to counsel inmates in prisons, and that like that was the worst kind of quiet because you knew like a riot yeah. was about to break out. <laughs> so, but when I realize it's too quiet, I look at my driver, and his head is against the glass. Oh, geez. he's like he's out. Like he's just done. <laughs> now, luckily, <laughs> crazy enough. I've been in about eight car accidents up to this point. None of them been my fault. Been like, uh, 
my like my uncle eight, eight yeah, accidents yeah. and none, none of them none, none, none. My, my, my insurance is know, like my dude. insurance is like a hundred dollars a month like that's how yeah. it's never been my fault right um getting, my, getting arrested uh, <laughs> was never my fault either huh not once i, I take responsibility for like not i should have stuck to my guns of not hanging out with those guys but um no, my my uncle like uh, he he was drunk all the time, and I was always with my uncle, and and like he would like get drunk and pass out, and we get into all these crazy car accidents. So that's crazy how that was just acceptable. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like it more than once, then. right? So <laughs> my uncle has like six DUIs. And everyone's like, "How is he not in prison?" I was like, "Pre ninety two, yeah, that's, that's right, that's Pre-1992. right." Yeah, it was just a thing, was right? A Nobody cared. Then. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, just you know, drink some water, you'll be yeah. all right." You hit, and uh, so he falls asleep, and so I, and now the highway's about to turn, and the car's still going straight, and so I, I gently, so to me, this is all slow motion. Is my point? Like, I'm not like. <gasps> You know, like I just go, all right, grab the wheel. His foot's still on the pedal, and like I'm, I'm staring us around the corner. <laughs> but also, I gotta like wake him up. But you know, I do the whole little like, hey, because I didn't want to be like, hey, and, and then he like, ah, and then like we was out. So I do the like the, hey, and he goes, ah, and he fucking still, he still spins us out, and now we're spinning around on the 405 freeway, and. Luckily, it was like 10 o'clock at night, so there, there were no cars around us at this time, and uh, and we somehow we don't hit anything. We just end up like on this grassy median, like all the stars lined up, and uh, now it was really quiet yeah. in the Uber, and nobody says anything, especially the old Mexican maid, because I think she was illegal, so she was just like <laughs> holding on her cross, you know, and he starts the car back up, and he just takes me home. right because i'm like he's awake now you know what i mean like there's no i don't have to worry about this dude falling asleep next day of course like i I send uber like a message like yo this dude fell asleep i don't know what happened blah 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 they don't respond two days go by and i'm like what the hell like this dude could still be out there on the street and i don't know why he fell asleep i don't know if it was drugs if he was so I, i don't know um finally i send out a tweet and I go, yo, Uber, Uber drivers be falling asleep. Is this how y'all doing business? Some in five minutes, they respond back to me, um, and they're like, oh, Mr. Flowers, uh, sorry to hear about that. We have somebody contact you immediately. An insurance guy from Uber calls me up, and he's like, we could handle this one of two ways. We could either pay for your medical bills, which I didn't have any, or you give us a number and we'll cut you a check for that. And I was like, five grand. He said, done. And I was like, damn it. It's like, God damn it. Like 50K, motherfucker. I, I, look, I was I was so happy to just be alive and be healthy yeah. and like and not have my neck more jacked up. <laughs> you should have said, hang on, let me call my lawyer. But then as soon as he said done so fast, I was, that's when I kicked myself. Like if he had been like, oh, let me go talk to the manager, come back. Then I would have felt good about Sask, but he was like done, and I was like, "God damn it! Are you kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, everybody I talked to was like, "Oh my god, you you could retire." You made me you know? remember a story. It was, it was uh, you're bringing up all the old car show stories, but I was dry uh, doing the auto show in motion car tour, and we're in San Diego, so of course. It's me and a bunch of thugs, so we go to Mexico and go over the border to TJ, and we <laughs> get fucked up, you know? And uh, we're driving back, and it was like a scene from a movie. It was like the, it was like the 
the Chevy Chase uh, vacation mm, movie, mm. where I'm shotgun, I'm in the front seat, passenger side, and I'm asleep, and then there's four of us, and we're in. This, it's like a, it's like a Cadillac or something, just like a, maybe like a Crown Vic, but like yeah. a big comfortable car. Yeah. I'm asleep. The dude's in the back asleep. This is after partying all night and TJ getting wasted. And then uh, same shit. It was just too quiet. It was too quiet. And I was just, I, I, and then I, I heard uh, the boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. And then I wake up and I look over at the driver and this fool's like this. And then there's no one on the roads. It's like 3, 4 a.m., you know. And then that fool, thank God he didn't freak out. But he just literally went like this. <laughs> and, he, and then he just straightens it out. I'm like, that's not funny, fool. What are you doing? We're going to fucking die, man. And nothing happened. We just literally like was just going like this wow. on the freeway. Yeah. And then he just literally laughed. They called me Shaggy. And he goes, fuck Shaggy. You know, he's a, he just talks like an essay and just straightens it out. And then I'm just like, now I'm wired, and this fool's just laughing high. And I'm like, dude, like, look alive out there, you know? Yeah, it's like you get in a car now, like you're like turning the music all the way up, rolling yeah. the windows down. He throws blowing cocaine in your face. He throws a gun in my lap. Hold that, Shaggy. We about to. No, I don't know if Mooney was on that trip. That was a different trip, but uh, I'll never forget that shit. There's, God damn. Oh, those divots have saved my life. Cause you know, especially doing stand up, like sometimes you have to you 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 finish a gig at like 10, 11 at night, and then you have to drive to the other gig uh immediately right after the show because uh it's like another 15 hours away or whatever, like those triple runs and stuff like that. So like you're in a car with you know all the caffeine drinks and window down, music blasting. But sometimes it's not enough. You just activity. Went, you know what helps? Sleep. You know what helps? Uh, pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds. Yeah. Sunflower. The activity. Sunflowers. Yes. Of yep. doing something. <laughs> the the crack if crack you it. get dude, well, you know, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds will work better than a goddamn Red Bull. Absolutely. Just the activity. So yep. Otherwise, you're gonna die. And you know what I found out also? Uh, Audio books. Because if you play music, music after a while just starts to, the, the beat, it becomes actually soothing. But an audio book, because you have to pay attention to the characters and plot and things like it keeps your brain more engaged. I believe that because I've like almost fell asleep to System of a Down and I'm just yeah. like full blast, <laughs> AC on, they time to build a prison for you and me to live in. And I'm like, this is nice. Oh, this man, is yeah. Beautiful what, what melody. What was that? Uh, Demons, uh, God, what was that book? There's like three of them. Uh, Lost Symbol, Demons and Gods, something. Uh, da, Vinci da Vinci Code. code. Yeah. Da Vinci Code. I even dude, knew that I one. drove from L.A. to Boston and back, and that book saved my life, dude. It kept, well, it kept me awake. I'm more a Henry and Ribsy kind of guy. What was that? Beverly Cleary. I don't know. It's <laughs> the only book I ever read. Kids, I was nine years old. Was that from old. middle school? It's a kid's book. <laughs> <laughs> Got any Beverly Cleary? Those what were those like murder mysteries? What were those? No, that was just a kid who like firecrackers and fishing and delivering the paper. Hilarious! I like shit like that, dude. I, I'm I'm I just started last night reading uh, Moby Dick. I don't read. I, you don't? No. Come on, dude. You read something? No. Audiobooks? 
I have or, the seven or, habits of highly effective hilarious, people on audio books. It's buying a plant. Car. Is that is that one of the habits? I got to read more. You're right. No, you, you know what? There's it's good for your brain. Actually, I had I can't even talk that good. my uh, <laughs> I, fuck I can't up even my speak words. that well. Yeah, <laughs> I fuck up my words so much. Fuck speaking grammatically correct. Yeah. How about just saying the correct word once in a while? I recently I said Encyclopedia Britannica. I've said specific <laughs> ocean instead of Pacific Ocean. I'll just butcher words. I just literally mash them up. Like uh, and not on purpose and not and like people were, like think it's in character and like yeah. most of the time I go I put my head down I'm like damn it you know like <laughs> I feel bad about again it. God <laughs> I know that word is bad but it's, you know it doesn't it doesn't matter how much you read because you're at some point there's always gonna be a word where you're trying to remember and you're like how do I like I like I've, I've read a million books and I still get anxiety over saying library. Like I'm always library. afraid. Of gonna, I'm gonna say like I'm always like library, library. Yeah. How do you say that? Like I hate saying that word. I don't care. It's library, you dumb is it, dumb. Is it bra- yeah, bra- <laughs> <laughs> library. Like it's weird that it's librarian, but it's not. But it's library. Is it? Is it? Is There's it, an how R. How do you say it? Am I am I wrong? Library. Yeah. You say library. Yeah. Is that the correct pronunciation? I believe so. See, and look, I read Moby Dick. You- see. <laughs> I read I too you much. To, you I read too you little. Need, you need to yeah. stop reading. Yeah. Is what I think you need to do. Library. I got I to turn the book the other way. Like I'm holding it upside down. I got some fresh libraries. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, do you have a shit story? I do. I was gonna read uh, this one. I got uh, emailed to me. While while you're pulling that up, uh, my so here's my shit story. Is uh, I used to work at this uh, this twenty four hour internet cafe, and uh, we we sold scones, and I had never had scones before. They're so good. My mom makes the best scones. Great scones are so good. It's like scones are either amazing or the worst thing. (laughs) They're dry. There's like Trader Joe's blueberry scones. Really? Are they good? Oh my god! Loganberry, a very close second. The orange cranberry, the kids Uh, one with the sugar glaze. Those are good too, but the sugar's a bit much in my opinion. Two, two, <laughs> I do the K scone review. I love yeah. it. But uh and I had never had scones. And I know that like I'm a little lactose intolerant, you know? So like I bit I bite into the scone because we had we had just gotten them in. I was like, oh, these are amazing. And they were so good that like I ate like three or four of them. And then I, I drank like a, a large like latte or whatever. And uh I'm driving home. And my now I only lived like two or three miles from work and immediately within like the first two minutes of the drive i get the bubble guts like my stomach is just like like loud and violently like it's painful i always uh envision uh, dumb and dumber uh Jeff Daniels yeah. on the way when he, you know, when he's driving, he goes, oh. <laughs> and Harry's just laughing on the motorcycle or Lloyd. <laughs> Remember that scene? No, I don't. Uh, Are you kidding me? I'm not. I'm not. A, You're not I'm a not Dumb a, and Dumber no, fan? No, man. No, man. You just, gotta go. I, I, do I have to watch it? It's all of them? Cla- no, 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 I mean, no, no, no. There's, there's more than one. one. <laughs> well, there's three of them, but there's only one that you must watch. And the first the OG one. original. And it is so fucking funny. Anyway, there's a diarrhea scene where his buddy pours X-Lax in his coffee because oh. he's going on a date with the girl that he loves. Oh. And then on the car ride over there, just like that, the bubble guts happen. And every 
time it's happened to me or in a story, I just envisioned that scene from that movie. <laughs> and then him just diarying all over in that broken toilet and that final fart. There's a final fart in this movie. You said fart? Fart. <laughs> what, what a final fart. <laughs> the final fart after his big old explosive diarrhea where it goes... And I fucking lose my oxygen every time I hear that. Because he goes like this. He goes... Because he laughs at his own fart. And then the girl that the date... Mary Swanson at her house. She goes, yeah. Harry, I hope you're not using the toilet. It's broken. And it's just, and he's like this. And it, you know, and he's like, no, no, I was just shaving. <sighs> Anyways, I just explained that whole scene to you. And uh, <laughs> you need, I, need I hate to it when it. people say you need, need to watch something. But, but I need like, to you watch know, it. Like, every, like, you know, Martin Scorsese and Goodfellas, like that's a must-see movie. Right. Oh, this yeah. is a must-see oh, yeah. movie in the comedy world. And I All believe right. it's one of, very, very few you know, com- comedies that are in the list of AFI's top 100 movies of all time. Really? Yeah, it's in there. Well, you Dumb know, I'm Dumb sure Dumb. I've seen it, but I, it was, I probably saw it so long ago. Like, what? And when did that movie, when was that movie released? Maybe 94. Oh, like way yeah. back in the day, man. You know, but you know, black people, we really ain't sitting around Dumb and Dumber like that. You know, our movie is Friday. That's the movie. Well, I watched I watch that, that a million times, but Dumb and Come Dumber on, one time, you know. Bye, bye Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Let's that movie. Oh, Every man. time I come in the, the kitchen, kitchen, you, you in the, the kitchen, kitchen. eat up all the food, all the hog moss. <laughs> I want some of them pig feet. <laughs> now, didn't I tell you to take out the trash? Come yeah, in that here. Was, that was one of my favorite. Come here. I got something here. to tell you. How many turds does that oh, fucker man. lay? He's like, 20. I smell your shit for 22 goddamn years. You can smell mine for five goddamn minutes. You know what? Get in here. I, I think he only laid one. I think uh, no, all of them were those anticipatory turds. turds. Yeah. And then nothing, nothing just. <laughs> hide your shit. Hide your shit. Debo's coming up. I'm, man, I'm just going to tuck mine in. I'm going to tuck mine in. You uh, see what he did? The reds at? Yeah. So Dumb and Dumber is, is pro- a, I know both. It. I'm not black. What's it. your problem? I'll watch sir? it. Yeah, but let me ask you this though: How many? Which one have you watched more of though? Probably equal. Probably Friday. I'm half Mexican. Ah, oh, see, yeah, <laughs> there you go. See, see, that's that's the my, thing. Half so my family right. grew up in the hood. Half. There you go. That's Friday why. was standard. That shit was always playing. I uh, so I'm driving home with the bubble guts, and there's a point where I'm like, I, I don't think I'm gonna make it. And I don't have a parking garage. And it's one of those um, uh, street uh, street cleaning days. So there's no parking available, right? I'm driving. And so I had to park four blocks from my house. Like, that's how bad the parking was uh, for the situation. And what I perfect open, timing. I open the door. Fucking street sweep. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to have to. I'm not going to make it to the house. So I pull my pants down and I and I and I'm right there on the sidewalk <laughs> and I pull the door open and I mean it was a, a, a cascade waterfall. I don't even know how to describe <laughs> it. it. It wasn't like logs. It was just this. If you shit your pants, it it's, never, it's never a log. No, no, it's, it's never a log. Never a log. It's an explosion. And I'm <laughs> squatting down shit a log. behind this my car door like that's gonna protect. You know, that only protects one angle. You know what I mean? <laughs> and as I'm as I'm squatting down, right, this is on the street, and I'm just letting out this explosion. I look up and I realize there's a dude in front of me 
washing his car. <laughs> He's right there. Like I was so in, I was in such pain. And I was so like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I didn't even see this dude. Like, like I'm squatting down, and this dude just, just on the windows. Like, just like this happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, didn't even did nothing. He, did he lock eye contact? Nah, nah, man. He was just going about his business. You know did what you I'm say, saying? Hey, can I borrow that bucket of water? <laughs> he didn't want no parts of what was happening behind my man, car door. You know what I, I mean? <laughs> So yeah, man, and uh, and the worst part was like the next day when I had to come come back to my car because that was still there by the car and and the the smell like like a block away <laughs> I could already I would have took just a, flies just all over the place I would have took Uber horrible, the next dude. day I'm the Uber next day was I'll never forget that man it was it was it wasn't a good sight dude. That's a, that's a <laughs> Oh, for sure. Especially the, you know, walking from my car to my apartment because I didn't have anything to wipe with. Yeah. So that wasn't, you know, that's four blocks of just thinking about your you life. You always take off decisions. your underwear, wipe with it, and throw it away. But if they're expensive, cute me undies, then I'm not. not. That mean, but I would have to take my pants. Like, that. that's too much vulnerability. That's why you always already. carry a knife. You cut the underwear off. <laughs> <laughs> always thinking. Oh, but I definitely keep wet wipes in the car now. Just, you know, of course it hasn't happened I have a roll then. of toilet paper. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, you got to go with the wet wipes, dude. I mean, if you're out they there in the streets. No, nah, man, you, you know what you do? You put them in a Ziploc bag. They stay, they stay. I know people hate this I word moist forever. I have a rag and toilet paper. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, how often is it that you got, you no, got backup? I, huh? I kind of stop shitting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly sharts, mainly sharts. And I just take my underwear off, splash my booty in the sink, and call it a day, you know? Uh, I want the kind of wealth where I have. Is it was it called a bodet? A or bidet. The, or the y, or how do you say it? Bidet. Bidet. I have he, one. I, I read. He does, See, this is... It's the best. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. it is. I uninstalled mine because... Uh, what? Well, could, did I tell that story yet? The uninstallation? Yeah. yeah. Where it sprayed everywhere? Yeah. Damn. Anyways, I uninstalled mine uh, because the property managers were coming to look at my apartment. And I have the cheapest rent in LA, and I don't want to give them one shred uh, of anything to use against me. Right. So I uninstalled it and my building's old so the shutoff valve is in a hundred percent. So it made this fire extinguisher fucking hose just the, the it's a copper, you know, a metal tube just going spraying water. Anyways, I have not reinstalled it because it's gonna spray water everywhere and it's this big thing. Uh, so I'm back on booty wipes. But bidets are the best thing. Go get them. Amazon, twenty four yes. ninety nine for the Charlie Cheapo. But just make sure it's uh, you have a water shutoff valve. But I forgot to tell the story, and I re-remembered it. I was like, what the fuck? I forgot we were talking about uh, just essays and, and all my hood friends and shit. And I, I just remember, this is unorganic now, but I thought it was funny. Hey, did I tell the story where I tried to steal the bucket of Coronas? A bucket, dude. So I used to get. That's what I mean. I used to get shit faced, as we all know. I'm sober for a reason, and I was always kind of broke and and and. Uh, uh, but I was inventive about resourceful, resourceful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's that's where the reading comes in. Yeah. So I used to, <laughs> I used to take my dates to bars where smoking was outside, and you could and and people would the you know the bar the 
the security be like, you can't take your drink outside, set it here on this drink table right, and go outside right, and smoke. Right, right. So I would go steal drinks from that table. And I used to steal drinks all the time. I would wait till you buy a round of drinks for your people and you'd be passing mm. them out. And when mm. you went like this, I'd snag one, wow. run left. Anyways, one night I was desperate and extra drunk and extra crazy. And there's these uh, table of fucking essays. And I mean like like thick mustaches, fucking og pendleton flannels they shop at greenspans and shit and 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 they uh i come up with this idea i'm gonna trip and fall and land on their bucket of coronas and then just hug it and then walk away you know how big a fucking bucket is (laughs) there's no hiding that and i was with these fools, you know, the Moonies and shit. And I'm like, well, they got guns, so I'm just going to steal a bucket of Corona. I got to prove my stripes, too. You know, I got it. Right, right, right. But right. this is my level of crime. <laughs> and Anyways, so I was like, I got to be a man and jack this shit. And then I'll share and we'll party and get this bucket of Coronas. And, of course, they catch me immediately because mm. i bump into their table and <laughs> hug a bucket of corona which is the centerpiece and the half centerpiece. the table <laughs> and they grab me and you know they do the right and then they, they see me with the coronas but it's like laughable they're like what are you doing i was like ah oh, you know I, I don't you know i don't even know what i said to them but it made them laugh and they're laughing. They're like, did you just try to steal our fucking bucket of Corona? Like, yeah, yeah, you got me. And they didn't fucking kill me. And I don't know if it was because of the fools I was with or because they genuinely just laughed. Hey, essays, man. You know, people just love to, if you make anybody laugh, man, they'll let you slide. Yeah. Even a cop when, you know, people give cops so much attitude. But like, if you're just, I had a, I was drunk. It was Super Bowl Sunday. And I, I, it was me and my girl in the car, and I ran through a stop sign. And the cop pulled me over, and he was like, do you know why I pulled you over? And usually people lie about why they get pulled over. And I was just like, yeah, because I ran a stop sign. And I could see in his eyes, he was like, oh, shit, like, like you fessing up? And I was like, yeah, man, I ran a stop sign. I pop-. He goes, why would you run a stop sign? He's like, you've been drinking? And I was like, no, sir, we were listening to um, – Pharrell's happy. Remember that song first came out? Yeah. Like, I don't care who you were. It, a, like, it, that, it, it made you dude, feel good. It made you feel so good. So I didn't even run that stoplight because I was drunk as much as I was just because I was into the song. And I just didn't see the, me and my girl were singing, because I'm happy. And uh, and I said that to the cop. And he was like, and I can see him like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, like yeah. I'll just listen to it too. He's like, turn it yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, he, of course, he gives me like the eye test and all that. And I'm like, dude, I'm an athlete, man. I'm a fucking, like, I'm a pastor. And he goes, you've been drinking? And I go, no, I'm the, I'm the DD. And then right then, this is when I, I was so grateful to be dating a white girl. Because she was so drunk. That she was like, no, I've been drinking, like almost threw up. And he was like, all right, you're good. And then just like, let (laughs) me go. And I was like, thank you. You're like, you saved me. Like, I look so sober compared to her right there. You know, it was (laughs) perfect. Laughter can save your ass. It saves your ass. It saved me from those essays for sure. And then uh, I don't know if it's white privilege or what, but me and uh, my buddies in high school were shit-faced drunk in uh eating in his truck, just shoveling Burger King. The cops pull up and we're like this, you know. And they look at us, and we were just like, 
you know? <laughs> uh, and then they just start laughing and they go, get home safe, boys. And, but they knew we were stone drunk, just literally shoveling fast food in our mouths at 2 a.m. And they just say, get home safe. Yeah, man, you got to laugh. You guys out there in relationships, man, laughter breaks all that tension, man. When you guys are arguing and shit, it's just like, it's the best thing. Yeah, just call your girl a fart ass. There you go. Just okay. fart. Now, Did if you, you just call me fart Now, if you ass? crack a joke and she doesn't laugh, you guys are in trouble. Yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> that's, that's when you're like, oh, shit, we need therapy or something, you know? I use laughing as a coping mechanism. I've tried to do this bit on stage, but it never works. But, like... Uh, my family, my my mom and aunt have been kicked out of multiple funerals for laughing. Yeah, because they don't know how to deal <laughs> with it, right. and we laugh. Right, and I've been through breakups with girls that I have loved, and I'm laughing. They're like, "Why are you laughing?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I love you, but get out." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it hits me later. Like I'll be devastated later, and I'll right. cry later. But in that horrible moment of when the shit is actually happening, right. happening, you're at the hospital or the funeral or the breakup. I'm fucking smiling, and they're like, "Why are you smiling, you sick bastard?" They're like, no, no, I'm I'm going to be devastated. You're just not witnessing that right now. Are you like you you cry privately? Is that your your thing? I cry what? privately. Uh, yeah, most of the time in my home or on the freeway. Something about being in oh, my yeah, car. Oh, yeah, I know, man. In a car. What the fuck? Oh, yo, dude. <laughs> that freeway stuff, cry. Yo, man. Why? Every, it's something about the car that makes me... That's why I think a lot of couples break up on their way to Vegas. It's something about enclosed spaces like elevators, cars, uh, even small... Like, it just makes you more emotional because you're more... Uh, you're too aware. I don't know what it is. Did the but free, the, I'm but not, I cr- do... Like, the freeway cry, bro. The free, dude, it's hitting me out of nowhere. The, the, sometimes a song, sometimes a mom, song will come on. Uh, you be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> then where the fuck this come from? I was feeling good. Pharrell's happy was on. I don't know what happened. There's no warning either. There's it's not no. like like there's there's some thoughts and and a song and this. It's just boom and like my dad. Same thing. My dad he passed away a few years ago, and. uh uh, at his funeral is when I met my two older sisters for the first time. God so he had like a whole separate family, right? Which I, I, I would get into. That's a long story. So I'm at my dad's funeral. Uh, they don't know at this time that I'm their brother, right? And so they're up there giving the eulogy. And usually when people give eulogies, you know, they're just like saying these kind words and blah, blah, blah. But both my sisters are up there. And if they're watching, I apologize. But this was just hilarious to me and my my mom and my sister. Uh, my one sister was like, our dad was such a great man. And then the other sister was like, prayer, prayer, prayer. And then she, every time she would say something, she like, and he was amazing and loved by all. Then the other one's like, prayer, prayer. And then she just kept doing this. And I'm like, why is she doing how that? is this not hilarious to everybody else? Like, why is she going prayer, prayer, prayer? And I'm trying to hold it in. Yeah. And finally, like, and I do a good job, and uh, we get out to the car, me, my mom, and my sister. And as soon as we get in the car, I'm like, prayer, prayer, <laughs> prayer. And everybody start dying. I'm like, all right, so I'm not the only psychopath, right? Like, that shit was hilarious. Yeah. But I didn't cry at his funeral. I didn't even cry when I found out that, you know, he had passed away. I cried, like, a year or two later. 
in the car, but after I watched uh, Walk the Line with Johnny Cash. I'm more a week or two later. That, that's a uh, long, yeah, that he was held a that long, in a long well, time. Well, you know, here's what happened. When he he he, he passed away, you know, my, he was in Chicago, and I had just got to, I was, um, the day before I left for Chicago to perform at Zany's Comedy Club, my mom called me and said, bring your black suit. Your dad might not make it uh, throughout the week, right? So I bring a black suit, and I have shows Tuesday through Sunday, right? Three shows Saturday. I get in on Tuesday. My dad dies Wednesday. The wake is Friday, funeral Saturday, and then uh, I fly back Monday. Did you do all so your shows? I did all my shows. Damn. And that, I was featuring. That, that's, so, a, that's a comic right So there. I'm featuring, right? That's 11 <laughs> Hang shows. Hang on, I got to go to my dad's funeral yeah. real quick. I'll be back I'll be back by 8 o'clock, though. You starting on time? Okay, I'll be here. So my whole thinking was when I found out that he passed, I was like, if I cry, because I, I cry, man. Like, I, I'm crying and my voice, I can't speak. I was like, if I cry, it's going to mess up my voice and then it'll mess up the show. So I was like, I can't and you're cry. A professional. I'm a professional. I was like, I can't cry until after the week is done. But by the time Monday rolls around, the initial shock and the pain, like, that's kind of worn off. So, and I was trying to cry. Like, I was like, I'm just going to put on some sad stuff. And I got some bourbon and, like, nothing. And then, I, like, it a comes year in or waves. two later. It really comes in waves and then it I hits get you. out to that car, man. I sit down and for an hour... I just lost it, dude. Yeah. It got ugly. You made me, uh, so the funerals that my mom and aunt got kicked out of, they're big Mexican ladies, and when they, <laughs> they laugh, they go like this. Have I told these stories? No. <laughs> it, we, we are silly. We laugh at poo-poo, caca, farts. We're right. just dumb, silly, funny family. Yeah. And we get uh, to their aunt's funeral i didn't know the lady it's sad but i you know when you don't know them it's just sad normal sad you're not really hit by it but they knew her and they were babysat by her and raised by her kind you know they were close and they uh they get we get and they're front we're front row my mom and my aunt are front row mm-hmm. relatives not back row not <laughs> deep front fucking row and the priest starts talking and he and he has like a funny voice and a tick and he has like a lisp or something, and he goes like, huh, huh, and he does something, and my mom and my aunt, and I'm with them too, and they look at each other, and they go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, sure enough, and my Uncle Oscar's there too. He's crazy. Vietnam vet cut his thumb off on a on a table saw and drove himself to the hospital. Gangster. He's, he's a gangster. He's the, he's the man, OG. He just turned 70. Anyways, he's there too. And then they're trying to hold it in, you know, and they're trying to hold it in. And then Uncle Oscar looks at my mom and my aunt and he goes, and they (laughs) fucking lose it. You know, that church laugh. You're supposed to be quiet and it makes everything 50 times funnier. And they lose it so much so that they stop the funeral and the priest goes, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Like a like a like wow. classroom, you know? <laughs> and my mom and my aunt are like, ah, ah, ah. and their grandma was there. <laughs> and then they they just go, sorry, we have to go. And they leave the funeral fucking laughing. People think they're insane, but that's just how we roll. And then on a separate funeral, this is a different <laughs> funeral. I think I swear to God, I think they've been kicked out of like four funerals or had to leave, you know, a night. Gets kicked? 
They laugh. <laughs> they laugh. Whenever you're not supposed to laugh, That's when they, they laugh. just <laughs> amplify it. And they're big, funny ladies, you know? So this one, my mom had a Chevy Astro van. And my grandma Kiki, this poor lady, is a Mexican grandma. And uh, she uh, puts her hand on, you know, uh, Chevy Astro vans have the sliding door. Yeah, And yeah. then the, the bar right here, my, my grandma puts her hand right there to get down because she's an old lady. She's like 82, 84, whatever, old fucking lady. And my mom slams the door on my grandma's hand. <laughs> and she's like, ah! <laughs> And so my grandma, this is her, her other sister, my my mom's aunt. You know, Mexicans, how we roll. This like eight, nine of us. Uh, anyways, uh, so she's burying her sister and her hand is bruised and throbbing. And we don't even know. But it's like, take Grandma Kiki to the hospital or take her to her sister's funeral. So we're like, we'll go to the, <laughs> we'll go to the funeral and then we'll go to the doctor. And then my mom and my aunt and all of us front row again. And uh, somebody makes the joke. I don't remember what but my grandma kiki's crying and crying her sister's dead and somebody makes the joke like is grandma kiki dying because she just lost her sister or because her hand's broken and then we all just <laughs> fell out laughing and uh, same thing I, I don't think they stopped the funeral that time but people had to walk outside oh. for a moment yo man you should be able to laugh whenever like you can't take life so seriously that like there's humor in everything yeah and then i think somebody uh else i forgot my mom told me but like somebody thought that they were crying hysterically and they were like oh it's okay and then they realized (laughs) they they were were laughing laughing. (laughs) they just were like what the fuck (laughs) because it was so maniacal that's hysterical, dude. There's nothing better than that inappropriate yeah, laugh. Absolutely. When you're not, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh man, I love it. Because if you like if you just that look church at church fart, you know? <laughs> if you just think about your life and like how ridiculous life in general is, like how like how you can't take anything seriously, you know? No, but you know, uh, the reason why I started my podcast is uh because of my next surgery, I was taking these painkillers. And um, and I was like, oh, I can see how people get addicted to these, and then it, it spirals out. It could spiral out of control I was so quick. So addicted to oxycodone yeah. for like five years. It was really horrible. It was also amazing, but it was horrible. <laughs> right? Yeah. And and nobody bad. tells you no. There's no warning. They just give you like the no, doctor. No, just, no, they you, just give you the you pills. Get, you can literally get your tooth pulled. They give you a little Vicodin, and if some people get sick, some people fall in love. I right. fell in love, and then all <laughs> oh, of a sudden. Wow. All of a sudden, little 500 milligram Vicodins turn into 750s. And then you're like, ooh, I want Norcos. I want 1,000 milligrams. Then you get blues and greens. Then you get 80 milligram Oxycontins when they still made them for the fucking men. No, they, they, they uh, now they're, when I took them, there was 80 milligrams. Wow. 80 milligrams. People were fucking dropping like flies. So, of course, instead of outlawing and banning them they're like we'll make them 40 milligrams in time released and criminalize the whole thing and uh, anyways you literally become a heroin addict overnight by your dentist and it straight up (laughs) happened to me it happened to my friends it happened to my friend's mothers like because people don't know they don't know it looks like a tylenol it It looks like a little uh skittle oxycontin is synthetic heroin and it will ruin your fucking life, but in the process, you're going to feel goddamn good. 
while your home burns and, uh, down be, well, and your family leaves you in the beginning. In the beginning, then because you then you got it. You need more you can't and more, piss. and then you're not really You need more. High. You yeah. sell your coffee table because you need money, and right. you steal them out of people's medicine cabinets. And Anyways, don't do drugs. Listen to his podcast. It's called Before You Kill Yourself. That's the name of the podcast. It's a brutal, brutal title. Well, you, <laughs> well, because there's a, it's it's like it's it's really how people think. It's like yeah, when people are in that in that place, um, it's like they they completely forget all the things that they love in life, like plants, friends, all the good things, and that in like these brief seconds, and they make this decision that now is going to be forever, and it's like hold on. Before you kill yourself, go get like, a puff beat. Go, yeah, go get go, a plant. You know, you, a think random about all the things kindness. that you love. Yeah, man. Violent I've heard several singer. stories. Um, I think uh, it was Tony Robbins' interview by Louise Howe, "The Power of Greatness." Plugging other people's podcasts, even though they don't need any help and they're millionaires. But uh, Tony Robbins said random acts of kindness because he was talking about. I believe it was the assassination attempt of. It was either Nixon or Reagan. Maybe it was Reagan. Anyways, doesn't matter. But the guy that wanted to kill the president just to be famous, that's it. He didn't even really hate him. He just wanted to build a name. And he, he said the initial assassination attempt, he went to go shoot the president. And he bumped a lady or a lady bumped him. And she was so nice and sweet and apologetic about it. He's like, she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, is it, you know, did it hurt you? Whatever. Mm. That her act of kindness made him go, I can't shoot the president in front of this lady he just met her it was a five second moment of random act of kindness he later went on to shoot the president and went to prison but he did he later like you said it like it was a happy ending he later went on to like he later went on to stanford and then harvard and got his phd but i'm just saying in that brief i know maybe i shouldn't have highlighted it that way he later went on i told you he still did it yeah married had kids yeah. but uh that random act of kindness so you know if you are down in the dumps go clean go help an old lady cross the street go sweep up her fucking yard and make her happy or whatever go clean Somebody who uh, can't walk, like fucking bone neck Leo Flowers over. You know, I'm just saying, go do something good. Listen to his podcast, and uh, yeah, maybe it'll pull you out, and hopefully permanently. But if not temporarily, it'll get you out of that horrible state of mind. Absolutely, get man. some goddamn plants. Thank you guys. I for think it. Leo That's Flowers, it. check out his podcast. Check out his comedy. Funny as fuck. Yeah, thank you for listening, liking, and subscribing to my podcast. I love you all. Thank you very much. Uh, peace. Peace.